0: Welcome back everybody. I'm Erin. And I'm Courtney. And this is the Wicked Sisters podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We've already had like one gin, so it's... One hideous. gin. Listen to
0: us. Oh, one this gin. is my second
1: gin. Yes. And I had a cider. <laughs>
0: And it's a beautiful spring day.
1: It's so pretty outside. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to come in today
0: and do a little bit of a chill out episode again. Some Reddit stories.
1: Yeah, before we hit you with like the third episode of Wesley Dodd because... I mean, it's not as intense as the second episode, but you know, we still need a break after the second episode because that was just... So much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So, we're drinking gin. We're drinking the fancy gin again. I still don't know the name. The fancy <laughs> gin. <laughs> I was going to say, did we drink gin last time? Have we drunk this gin before? Yeah, we drank this gin last time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. The fancy one. The fancy one. Because <laughs> we're fancy like that. <laughs> it's the fancy just, it's out of these In t- tumblers.
0: <laughs> not fancy cups at all. They're not fancy cups. <laughs> but, without further ado, let's... Uh, look at some spooky we got spooky ones today
1: yeah they're kind of they're kind of spooky i don't remember them because <laughs>
0: i so picked, long ago <laughs> it was
1: so long ago i picked them and i don't remember most of them so uh we'll be leaving out the usernames of the people who posted this because you know privacy <laughs> and also erin has got six stories and i've got six stories so yeah Erin will go first
0: I'm with her first start. One. let's let's just jump straight in mm-hmm. You can touch the
1: screen, too.
0: Oh, I can. Oh, it's a touch screen. That's fancy. It's so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's so fancy. All right. So, here we go. So, number one says, not as scary as some of the stories here, but I was pretty horrified when my dad told me this story. There are some really big houses in the woods in my hometown. One of the owners went out drinking with his buddies and realized he forgot the key to the gate when he got home. So oh. he decided to just climb the gate. I have done this. I, this is me.
1: I've never done this. You know why? I'm, I can't get my leg up there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried, the and I'm just like, you know what?
0: <laughs> While climbing in his drunken state, he slips. And his leg gets pierced by one of the spikes. See, this is why you shouldn't do it. This is why you're like, you're better if it doesn't get that high. I'd rather not die. Yes. (laughs) He was hanging there, but too afraid to call for his wife. Since he was sure she would just open the automatic gate from inside the house, and since it was one of the gates that slides to the side, uh, it would just rip his leg off if she did. Yeah. Well, that would not be fine. That's very logical. He was hanging there the entire night until his wife woke up. Saw him and... What? He stayed there the entire night? Wait a minute. (laughs) Until his wife saw him um, and called the fire department. My dad, who is one of the firefighters that showed up, said they had to saw off the spike to get him off.
1: Yeah. that's How nice is that? Wow. Like, I probably would have just risked getting my whole leg crushed. (laughs) Can you please just come out here and just help me out? I would have screamed bloody murder and then been like... Don't touch the gate. Don't touch just, the gate. Turn on the lights first. Yeah. Before you like even peek I wonder out how it.
0: long ago this was. Maybe this was before like mobile phones. I would have like just oh, yeah. like texted from the gate. <laughs> so
1: hey. Hey babe, I'm outside. This funny thing happened <laughs> so. and I'm stuck on the fence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't touch the gate when you come out. Um, but yeah, just imagine hanging from your own gate all night, not being able to call for help.
1: No, I don't like that. No.
0: No. Wow. Bad. That ended badly. (laughs) So, number two, my friend had this neighbor who was a retired mechanic. They lived on some properties with large front lawns and long driveways. His neighbor had a couple derelict cars parked up near his garage that he took parts from occasionally. This neighbor of his started hearing stories while sitting in his living room, coming from. Oh, noises, sorry, not stories. I apologize in advance for my lack of ability to read today. I'm coming off night shift, so <laughs> yes, that's enough offset about that. <laughs> there were noises while sitting in his living room coming from his front yard. Every time he'd go to the window, there would be nothing there. He assumed it was a raccoon or a coyote or whatever.
1: Just having a conversation out at his own porch. <laughs> yeah.
0: He kept hearing the noise, so he'd go outside to look around, but would find nothing. He'd put out the traps, put out traps, yeah, just trap them, and occasionally catch something, yet the noise persisted. Soon, he started claiming that he was hearing voices coming from the front yard, like whispering. Mm-hmm. Nope. He'd go outside and look around the perimeter of his property, but would find nothing. It was persistent, so he st- he'd started calling the cops. Every time the cops came and looked around, and would find nothing. So they told him he needed to stop calling them for this and perhaps get a security cam- camera or whatever. So this guy thought he was losing his mind. One summer evening, he couldn't sleep, so he went to the back patio to smoke a cigarette. Suddenly, he heard voices coming from the front of his house. He put his cigarette out and snug... Snug. Snug. He snug out. <laughs> he was very snug as sn- he does it. <laughs> snuck around to the front and got there just in time to see the doors to his derelict conversion van silently shut. Ooh. He ran back to the back back to the backyard, went inside his home and called the police to tell them what he had seen. The police arrived and approached uh, Cold, so that's without lights and sirens, and when they approached the van, the doors swung open and a bunch of people, what? <laughs> ran out in every direction. <laughs> so he had a hippie commune like, probably, chilling like some in his van. <laughs> in his what? Van. <laughs> Upon searching the van, the cops found syringes uh, and paraphernalia and determined that the people were
1: shooting up in there. Oh. that's That's great. I don't so like he that. had just a bunch of just druggies druggies just in there. Shooting up in the van. That's so sad, too, because, like, what, is he an old older man? Like, could you imagine? Mm, that's just, scary. And, you know, he's, like, older, getting along. He's, like, probably freaked out, you know. Thinking, he's losing, thinking, thinking mind, he's losing his mind. Thinking he's losing his mind. like,
0: what the hell? And the police had come, and they didn't see anything. Yeah. And there were just junkies in his yard, in his car.
1: Yeah. Just freaking him the fuck out. That's not cool, man. That's Go okay. shoot up
0: somewhere else. Yes. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Number three. Just don't do it. I'm pretty sure some of you serial killer buffs out there might figure out who <gasps> it is. Oh, Jesus. You scared the crap on me just then.
1: This one, I'm so excited. Oh, oh my God. Keep okay, going. This Keep going.
0: Sorry, everyone, for that. Oh, <laughs> My nerves are a little fried at the moment, okay? It's some fragile. (laughs) Fragile. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, let me start again. I'm pretty sure some of you serial killer buffs out there might figure out who it is before the reveal because the story is pretty unique. When my parents were in college, they went on a trip down to Florida. They had met through mutual friends and were down there together but hadn't gone on a date yet. My dad and one of his friends were planning to meet my mom and some of her friends at a hotel. But being the carefree college guys, they they were. They lost track of time and realized it was impossible to get to the hotel on time by walking. They decided the best solution to their problem was to hitchhike and a car with two women picked them up. Everything seemed fine until the driver asked them if it was okay to stop for gas. My dad and his friend agreed it was no problem since they were making good time and she drove into a gas station. She then pumped her car full of gas before hopping back in and flooring it, basically stealing the gas with two hitchhikers in the back. My dad and his friend were beginning to freak out when she pulled a gun from under her seat and asked, "Are we going to have a problem or something to that effect?" My dad and his friend shook their heads and vehemently, because what else do you do in that situation? You're like, "Oh no, absolutely
1: <laughs> not, oh <not. laughs>
0: um, crazy lady. You just you do what you do. You
1: yeah, don't shoot me.
0: I am fine. Yes, didn't see anything. No, carry on. Yes." Yeah. Uh, she then drove them to a hotel and dropped them off without so much as a scratch. And they kind of thought, hmm, nothing of it. Until the news started reporting on a serial killer in Florida known as Eileen Wurst. <laughs> now you understand my excitement. Oh, so it was Eileen and her little yeah. lover. Lover late. I can't remember her name, but yes. Yeah.
1: How crazy! How crazy! Keep reading. <laughs>
0: uh, he took one look at her picture and instantly recognised her. as, a, Well, she had a pretty distinctive yeah. look about her too. Like yeah. you, True. you, know,
1: you'd see her and you'd be like, "Oh, have um, seen
0: is. that? Uh, if you've seen the movie Monster, with, oh yeah, yeah um, Charlize Theron,
1: yeah. Oh,
0: she was really good. She at transformed. She looked her. Like, exactly she like her. A beautiful looking woman." Mm-hmm. And she did an amazing job.
1: <laughs> exactly, it was insane.
0: <laughs> the only reason my dad thinks she didn't straight up kill them was because they were super pol- polite and respectful to her, and her victims were usually scumbag guys. Yeah, trying True. to take advantage of. Well, yeah, she picked up guys, and they she was like soliciting at the time. Yeah. So she killed them because they are wanting sex from her. Yeah. So, mm. you know. Mm. Eileen's is a reason my dad got his first date with mom on time.
1: I mean,
0: I don't Honestly, know how I feel about Eileen. <laughs> no, I know, and I, I actually have a bit of a soft spot for her as, yeah, like a, you know, in that kind of world well, because she had a really tough life.
1: Yeah, a really rough childhood, really tough life. Life, life, and like then she had to she, resort to prostitution. And I just don't think she,
0: she was trying to do the things, and with all of her trauma, mm. I feel like you know it was going it was going to explode in some kind of way. Yeah, exactly. So I don't condone it, but she paid for the things that she did. So yeah. in the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. Number 4. It happened to my mum's friend a couple of years back. She was driving on the highway in the middle of nowhere, as in far away from any town. Suddenly, a car that is passing on her left steers fully to the right in front of her causing her to brake and steer very rashly. This obviously causes her to lose control and crash against the tree. Ooh. She passed out, and sometime later, she couldn't really tell how much time had passed. A group of Brazilians, all of this happened in Portugal. Okay, well, that makes sense now. Came, I was like, these Brazilians are just chilling in the forest.
1: They come out like,
0: hey, it's us, we're Brazilian. <laughs> Came to her rescue and told her things like, don't move, we're calling an ambulance, just hang, hang on there. She eventually passes out again, and about two hours later, someone else comes and starts helping her again. Eventually, the ambulance and her husband arrive. She tells him that some other people have been there before, but the guy that found her says no one was there. Ooh. Ooh. Ghost Brazilians. It's ghost Brazilians.
1: <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> not...
0: I don't think it's... I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Culture. When they checked the trunk, everything had been st- oh, installed, including a computer, camera, etc. She later said that she remembers thinking the car that made her crash <gasps> had been following her for a while and driving a little too close. Make of that what you want. Oh my that's god! So so it was like an ambush. Yeah.
1: Just. That's sad. And they probably tag- targeted her because she was a woman too. Yeah. And like, oh, she's alone. She's driving in this area that's remote. Yeah. So we're just like (laughs) dangerous
0: country. I mean, if you don't, I don't know. Mm. Traveling is
1: all traveling is dangerous. I don't want. I like. I want to go to America, but I don't want to go to America because I'm just like sex trafficking, (laughs) (laughs) guns. (laughs) I don't know. I want to go so badly, but then I'm just like I don't want to leave. I don't even want to leave my own house, man. Yeah. Some days. Yeah. The
0: world is a scary place, but it's a beautiful scary place. You could go to America and you could very definitely not be sex trafficked. I'm just telling <laughs> you got me. I know this, but theory is <laughs> <you're> still there. <laughs> oh. Number five. This happened about nine years ago and isn't as interesting or dark as most of the comments on here. But hee-ho. They said that. Hee-ho, I like that. I've posted this. I think before. it's hey-ho. Oh, hey-ho or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I posted this before on another account, but I'll do it again anyway. Bear with me on it. I was an underground engineer. They've done like. engineer. <laughs> engineer. I don't know what that means. Working on large machinery oh, miles underground on a mining site. <laughs> My specific duties were keeping a large boiler running. We had more than a dozen, each with a few engineers assigned to specific ones and shift. These things were run twenty four seven, as they provided power to not only the mining shafts but the large town that was built underground to house all the miners and their families. See, underground towns already lizard people.
1: <laughs> it's <reptilians>. lizard people. <laughs> Aaron jumps to lizard people. I mean, uh, they're <laughs> probably
0: talking twenty thousand people here. Now, these boilers were breaking down constantly, and if more than four went down at once, the power was cut in the town um, to keep the industrial sector powered. If the industrial sector ran out of power, the air pumps would go down, resulting in death. What? It gets better. Oh, air pumps. (laughs) Yeah, people need air to breathe. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I can still remember working on these giant 30-foot-tall boiler stacks and the specific parts that would be fashioned routinely to make shift repairs to keep them running. Running, nobody had been to the surface in decades due to pestilence and other assorted danger. Oh, assorted danger! Mm,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> this was a full. Is this is a. This sounds like not keep, real. Keep okay. keep reading. It sounds like. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, this was a full self-contained city. We had politicians, service workers, weavers, weavers. Mm-hmm. Like of all the people that you could have, weavers and cooks, everything. <laughs> This is weave shit. (laughs) Everybody worked. My wife worked at the school where our three children were currently enrolled. In three years, Robert will be 16, in which case he would leave school and begin working. The other two were quite a bit younger. I can still remember almost every street, house, building in the town, in the city down to the smallest detail i have memories of hundreds of people faces names and personalities i can picture how our small house was decorated and all the bits and bobs we had in it i can see the children's teddies blankets and beds anyway i was mid-30s at the time so i had built up a life of experiences with these people i don't know this sounds like it's getting weird mm-hmm. i don't know where this is gonna go suddenly i wake up Hmm. Huh. <laughs> now, I have that in quotations because I was already awake, I'm disorientated, there's a whole bunch of bright white lights around me when, we all, when all we have is an orange sodium lamps underground. There are faces around me that I recognize and are asking me all sorts of questions. It turns out I'd contracted a serious bacterial infection, was hospitalized with a fever, I'd been out cold for no more than four days. My brain had conjured up this whole world—people, buildings, experiences—whilst I was out cold. What? Mm-hmm. I was utterly surreal. Uh, I tried to talk to my then girlfriend about it, and she kind of focused more on how serious my condition was. So I never spoke of it again with anybody. Oh my god! I wonder. This sounds like a medical like delirium. Mm. Like these. This is like crazy stuff and if you've ever seen anybody in a delirium they're like they're just
1: you you cannot in reason. The, in yeah, the, yeah you cannot yeah.
0: reason with them like yeah it's, it's how insane it's insane yeah uh, and it's supposed because their reality is is not the actual reality yeah it's so hard and it's terror it would be terrifying i couldn't even imagine it would be so terrifying um Now I'm sure a lot of people have these types of hallucinations, but this was so crazy real. It wasn't like I was seeing pink dragons in my bathtub. I had 30 years of memories in my head of a life I'd never lived. A wife, kids, friends, work colleagues. I could remember them all, but none of them existed. This realization threw me into a deep depression for a while. I had omitted a whole bunch of detail from the story due to how even nine years later, it makes me feel somber. It scared me how my brain could conjure up something so real. That wasn't.
1: How scary. Like, I, as you said, I couldn't imagine, like, thinking that, having 30 years of memories, and then you wake up, and you, somebody tells you, no, that wasn't real. That was all in your head. Could you? No. I don't like no. it.
0: It's like, our brain is crazy. Like, ugh, our brain is just so insane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how like, how it does shit. Do- <laughs> and we don't understand enough. Of it. I, like, I think someone... I, and don't quote me on this. And also I've drunk a lot of gin. But <laughs> it, like it's something like we we know more about like the universe and the and space than mm. what we do about our brains. Like yeah. in terms of um, how they do and stuff. Yeah, and how it works. So So scary.
1: Like, it is so scary. Sometimes I have those moments where I'm like Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a sim. Am I in a dream? <laughs> <laughs> Am I a sim? Of course you went to that. <laughs> yeah. Am I a sim? <laughs> Am I a sim? Like, because, like, you would just walk into a room and suddenly forget something. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I standing here? Like. <laughs> How long have I been standing here? But could you imagine, like, somebody, you waking up from your life now, and you, like, a doctor's no. hanging over you and be like, it's all fake. <laughs> your name isn't even Aaron. Could you imagine? I don't, I wouldn't like that. Mm-mm. No. I mean, I would like it if, I woke up, and somebody told me, your name isn't Courtney. Because <laughs> you don't like your name. I hate my name. It's <laughs> something, like, fancy.
0: <laughs> We're all about the fancy today.
1: <laughs> so fancy. Or, like, Halloweeny, Like, um, Splendora.
0: <laughs> witchy, was like Something
1: witchy. Yeah, yeah if you
0: wake up and then someone said, you're actually a witch. I'd be like, fuck yeah. I'd be like...
1: I knew it all along. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you don't have to tell me something I already know. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor. laughs> oh, okay. Oh dear. <laughs> Number 6.
0: When I was 9, my brothers, 10 and 11, and I were playing in our street while our mum watched from our porch. A man in his 30s was walking his dog past us. Why did you have gasp
1: at that? Cuz I just remembered what oh. I <laughs>
0: It was a really cute golden retriever, and my ten-year-old brother was in love with it. The guy was friendly, and he said as we checked out, he, as he was checking out his new house that was being built down our street. My mom overheard this exchange and politely asked us to come up to the porch. The man followed behind us and introduced himself to my mom as our new neighbor. He said we were all welcome. Ooh, Ooh that sorry, was a siren. We don't get many <laughs> sirens around here, around <laughs> these parts. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? Ooh. Um, The man followed behind us and introduced himself to my mom as our new neighbor. He said we were all welcome to join him while he checked out the progress. And this sent my 10-year-old brother into a pleading fit so he could continue playing with the dog. My mum politely declined and said we had to go inside for dinner. Good on you, mum. Yeah, mum's got the senses. Mum is all about it, which caused my brother to throw a massive tantrum. God damn, it get did. off the ground. <laughs> you don't want to go with Fast forward one week later and my mum shows us a newspaper article showing that the guy had been arrested for a string of child rapes. Aaron's face. His, face. His dog was the bait, mm. and he used the same lines as he on us as he did on them.
1: Oh. How how spooky! I don't fucking like. It. Imagine if the mum wasn't there, if the mum wasn't watching. Yeah, like you walk inside to yeah.
0: you know turn your kettle off or something. Yeah, yeah. And your kids like hell yeah, I'm just going to follow this man with a dog. Exactly, I it's walked, a fucking dog. I walked to the other side of a street to to pat a dog. It's like. <laughs> you know oh, what a i mean puppy. oh hey i <laughs> know oh, it will lure me in yeah like, can
1: i pet your dog please yeah
0: <laughs> ollie like my son will literally every time we go to the dog park he'll be like can i t- can i pet your dog
1: and yeah. that's every every single one at least he asks he does ask that's
0: good he's very adamant about people also asking to yeah. touch his
1: dog <laughs> right. he's yelling at charlie you have to ask for us charlie it's like charlie's like i know <laughs> uh, leave me alone <laughs>
0: Yeah, sometimes it's a bit much. You need to be like,
1: calm down.
0: <laughs> They're
1: an adult. <laughs> You're fine.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. those
1: were those, those were,
0: you know, kind of spooky ish We just, uh, just, just, just unsettling. Yeah. Oh my god! Speaking of which, word. I have
1: to like um, show you a TikTok that I found because that's unsettling as oh, fuck. All about the TikToks. <laughs>
0: oh my god! I haven't gotten there yet, but you know,
1: only very recently, like and like. My TikToks are either like haunted shit or like mental illness. (laughs) Interesting combination. Exactly. (laughs) Funny stuff. Anyway. (laughs) So, my first one says, years ago when I was eight, my family lived in this big weird house. Okay. Kind of on the edge of a small town. The school district was in the middle of a big restructuring. Is that? Yes. Yes. Restructuring. So even though we were only a couple of grades apart, my brother and I went to different schools and took different buses. This left me as the last person to leave in the morning and the first person to get home in the afternoon, which meant it was my job to make sure all the lights were off and the door was locked. I don't like where this is going. One morning, I noticed the basement door was open and the light was on, so before I left, I turned off the light and closed the door. When I got home that afternoon, the light was on and the door was open again. I just assumed that I'd forgotten to actually take care of it when I noticed it, when I noticed it in the morning. So I went over to turn off the light and close the door. When I got to the top of the basement stairs, I looked and there was a big shadowy male figure towards the bottom of the staircase. Nope. <laughs> no, No... I freaked out, slammed the door, and pushed a bunch of boxes against it, and then went and hid in my closet. Oh, no. For months, I didn't tell my family because I was positive that I had seen a ghost and didn't want anyone to, and didn't think anyone would believe me. Oh, you should have just, you should have just told someone. I would have went down there with a baseball bat. Like, I would have had, like, a shot of vodka or something (laughs) first before, like, you know, to, like, (laughs) pump myself up. (laughs) And then I would have went down there with a baseball bat. Okay. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Then about a year after the, that incident, my mom and her boyfriend realized that small amounts of money had been going missing for months, totaling around 800 to 900 but never more than $60 at once. So we all walked around the house with flashla- <laughs> flashla- uh, flashlights, flashlights, with flashlights, trying to figure out how they could have gotten in. Turns out some creep was climbing in through a small hole in the outside of the house shimmering through a crawl why can i talk through a crawl space then coming up into the house through the basement realizing i had been alone in the house with him on at least one occasion was one of the most worst most scary what am i saying (laughs) (laughs) realizing I had been alone in the house with him on at least one occasion was one of the worst most terrifying moments I've ever had there we go I finally got it out there we go (laughs) well that's not nice no I don't like that I don't like the thought of like coming home and just being like hey someone was in your house and some could you imagine that your door is open and you're like okay but you don't see anybody oh oh you know that's why i don't have like um wardrobe doors <laughs>
0: take them off when just you get
1: there take them fucking off your door i'm always scared somebody's going to like hide in the oh, wardrobe yeah. and then cuz like that's not the place that you look when you walk home from like a long day at work you're just like no i just want to like strip and <laughs> just like yeah yeah so you don't check well, your wardrobe. My wardrobe
0: door, to be fair is always open yeah I can see into my wardrobe.
1: But like, what happens if you come home one day and it's closed?
0: I know I've definitely not fucking closed it. And I leave the house and I note my ass right out of there.
1: (laughs) Police! (laughs) There's somebody in my closet. Yeah, I think. (laughs) I
0: definitely didn't close the door.
1: No. Okay. (laughs) So number two. Oh, my leg's gone dead already. I was responsible for opening a new office for a previous employer. The receptionist that we hired was this sweet old lady who would always bring in cookies and brownies like almost every day. She said her husband has a sweet tooth and she doesn't know how to m- just make enough for two of them. So, since all their kids moved out, she would always bake too many. Aww.
0: Which is sweet.
1: That's cute. I like that. sounds that. like my nanny. Yeah. Oh, I love your nanny. Yeah. Oh, she, she the bakes the best lots cake of stuff. She would always tell us funny stories about what her husband said or did the night before. He sounded like a fun guy, and she was the ab- absolute sweetest old little old lady. Or so I thought. <laughs> no, I like
0: sweet little old ladies. No, it's
1: going to ruin it. A few months later, her husband was reported missing by her adult kids. They said that he hadn't called them since Christmas, and that their mum was very evasive when they would ask to talk to him on the phone. After a little investigating, the police found the husband hacked Ugh! to pieces in this sweet little old lady's trunk. Oh my god. No. Yeah. It turns out Christmas night she had oh, she had slit his throat mm. in his sleep, used a hacksaw to cut him up, rolled all the pieces up in carpet and tucked him into a her trunk. Here is the creepy part. We hired her in June. They found the body in <gasps> August. The whole time I knew her, his body was wrapped in carpet in her trunk. She was bringing in cookies and telling us funny gym stories.
0: All the while he was decaying in her trunk. Oh my god.
1: What the fuck, Granny? Like, what the fuck? That- Ew! Ew! Could you, like- It would stink so bad! Like, wouldn't you just get rid of the body? Why would you, like- You've already hacked him to pieces- wouldn't you just get rid I'm of it? I'm just glad
0: that it didn't take the turn where she was, like, putting bits of him into a fudge
1: brownies Oh, see, and that's shit. where your mind went. Yeah, that's... Yes, yeah. I was just happy that it was She's, like, mincing there. him up. Oh, that's yucky. Why did I say that? Okay. My bad. Aaron's face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. Okay. <laughs> Number three. All right. So my preschool teacher, who also ended up somehow changing jobs and becoming my 11th grade English teacher... Had a super interesting life. Her mother had some super famous book. Her father worked high up in the government, but enough about her family. First, let me describe her to you. She had dark hair and blue eyes. You'll see why this matters in, the, in a minute. She told this story every single year to new students in her class. When she was younger, she was driving through Arizona on a two-way road while her boyfriend at the time was following behind her on his motorcycle. For those who don't live in Arizona, certain stretches of it can be quite isolated and deserted. She said that they were on a long drive. It's been about six years since I was in her class, so details are fuzzy. But basically, her and her boyfriend both knew the destination, where they were heading, by memory, and eventually got separated by a few miles. A man who was behind her in a Volkswagen Beetle kept pulling up beside her into the other lane. No one was coming and motioning at her to pull over. She somewhat ignored him the first few times, but he kept doing it and began getting more frantic each time. She said that she believed that he had spotted something wrong with her car, so she saw a parking lot off to the road for a deserted gas station and pulled over. Once pulled over, she said that she instantly got an eerie feeling. The man was suspicious and kept telling her that he saw something wrong with her headlight and insisted she get out of the car so he could show her what he meant. Her boyfriend, who was a few miles behind her, eventually caught up and spotted her at the sketchy gas station. Right as she was out of the car, her boyfriend began to pull in. As he did that, this man got into his car and sped off like he was life depended on it. They were later yes. able to identify that that man was Ted Bundy. Fucking Ted as fucking Bundy. As soon as Bundy. I heard Volkswagen
0: <laughs> Beetle, I was like, oh my god, this is Ted Bundy. Fucking Ted
1: Bundy. What a shithead. She said she cannot imagine what would have happened to her if her boyfriend had been another three miles behind her on the road. Could, no, no, she could have been gone. He could have, like, rocked up, seen her car empty, and he, like, Ted Bundy would have just, like, taken off with her, and the boyfriend probably would have been, like, you know, hounded, being like, Mm. you are sus as fuck, when really he wasn't sus as fuck. It was Ted fucking Bundy fucking shit up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was all over it. Ah,
0: Ted Bundy. I hate him
1: so much. Yeah. He's not a cool guy. No, he isn't. He gives Sagittarius a bad name. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really upset about that. Okay, number four. Years ago, my now husband worked for an industrial... Oh my God, this one. Okay. Number four. Years ago, my now husband worked for an industrial laundry company in their head office with a PR disaster. When a PR disaster happened, that also mentally screwed up a number of people. I know, it gets so much worse. Wow. (laughs) I can't imagine what a PR disaster would look like. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you what it looks okay. like. Their company collected laundry from large hospitals and medical-type businesses, e.g. Uh, care homes, etc., and cleaned them. You can imagine the sort of heavy-duty cleaning, bleaching, boiling, etc., needed to remove those sorts of biological contaminants. <clears throat> One day, a laundry cart went through the usual bleaching, boiling cycle before it dropped out into the conveyor belt to be sorted for drying pressing when there was a horrid scream. A small newborn baby's body had been discovered tangled up amongst the sheets. It had been cooked. Mm -hmm. The laundry workers were distraught. The whole place had to be shut down. Police called and the laundry tracked back to the hospital to discover what happened. It turns out, thankfully in some ways, a stillborn baby had been left in the cot waiting to be taken down to the hospital mortuary after the parents had said their goodbyes and covered it with a blanket, but somehow one of the nurses hadn't realized Just on Shifts was the best guess. So Just grabbed up all the linen out of the cot and off the bed in the delivery room, with the body bundled inside and emptied it into the laundry hamper trolley thing.
0: <clears throat> oh no.
1: Yeah. The other nurses' parents assumed the baby had been collected by the mortuary to just, to be stored awaiting their funeral decisions. The laundry was found not to be to blame, but the parents were devastated. The hospital took a lot of flack. The poor laundry workers who discovered the body ended up being given counseling before eventually quitting. Fair Mm. enough. The laundry did amend its practice to eventually, uh, to individually empty each laundry hamper into the industrial machines instead of just tipping them in to stop Mm. anything that was like that from happening again. This person says that they uh, misremembered how the baby got to the laundry. So they popped a link into the article. So then I read the article. Yeah. So the article says, Mr. Kelly, the father, revealed how James, the child, died shortly after the birth, despite a battle with medical staff to save his life. The couple found out that his body was missing for four days before the funeral was due to take a- to take place. After undertakers went to the hospital to pick him up, he said it appeared that someone had taken James's body from a fridge to check, as they needed to collect another baby's body. They had left James on the floor. Yeah. What? Yeah. So like, what happened was um. <clears throat> They opened the fridge, the baby's body fell out onto the ground as they picked up another baby, and they just left it there, and they're like, okay, I'll come back for it later. (gasps) Yeah. Horrendous. The article then says that the parents think they just left their son's body on the floor with laundry, and someone came along to tidy up without realizing the child's body was there. Mm. I don't like that. Oh my god. How scary. How traumatizing. Just... Could oh, you? Oh, I don't no, even want to I can't imagine. Even
0: imagine, I can't actually even imagine because, as a nurse, <laughs> I would hope that if I was stripping a bed, I would know that there was a little lifeless, tiny body in in a bed. Yeah. So I'm glad that it, potentially it wasn't yeah. that yeah. situation. But also, how do you? How does a body fall out of a fridge, and then you just like? You just eh, leave it there. and oh, I'll come fine back until for I, it. I come back
1: for it. Yeah. No. No. I know, I just don't understand that thought process. I'm just gonna leave you there and then I'll come back for you in a second. Ugh, fucking mm. people. Okay, number five true story time. I was about four or five years old and my parents had just separated. My mum was living in a two bedroom apartment. I had my own room but preferred to sleep in her bed whenever I was staying with her. Our two bedrooms were at the end of a hallway, directly across from each other. Our apartment was on the first floor and I remember that it was in the middle of the summer and my mum had a window open in her room which was directly behind the bed above the headboard. Anyways, I woke up in the middle of the night and remember sitting up and seeing our cat was sitting in our door frame of my mum's room. Her door was open and you could see partially into my bedroom. This was strange because our cat was typically always in bed with us. As I was watching him, he walked into my bedroom and meowed. I turned to face my mum and woke her up. In the three to four seconds it took her to wake up and ask me what was wrong, we both looked back up in the door frame, and there was a man standing by my open door, making his way out of my bedroom. I still don't know how she managed to do it so quickly, but my mother proceeded to pick me up and literally threw me out of the screen window again. We were on the first floor, and it was maybe a three-foot drop to the ground. She quickly she quickly followed, We and we were both able to start screaming for help, and someone called 911. The police came, but didn't see any signs of forced entry. Only that our front door was unlocked, which led them to believe the man must have exited that way. The strange thing was that my mum swore up and down that she had locked the door that night with a deadbolt and chain lock. Mm-hmm. About a week later, she was cleaning the kitchen And opened up our water heater closet and found a notebook with names and drawings, as well as a pair of gloves and some gum wrappers. The police were called again, but all they could do was speculate the man had been in our house and hid until we were asleep. (gasps) Oh, I don't like that. Oh yuck! No, no. This is why you check everywhere. Just check everywhere. Become paranoid like me and check your closets. Check anywhere somebody can like hide. He didn't even try to do anything. He was just there. Like what? He probably was there to like kidnap the oh. kid or something. Do something horrible. Oh, I don't like that. And like. <laughs> She's just yeeting her daughter out the window. I would. <laughs> I would. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like mom's I,
0: I've th- discussed, um, like, exit strategies in, like, in the event of, like, a fire or something. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, I would kick out the, the screen doors and we would just, like, get out the windows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I have, like, a plan in my head, just in case, just in case, somebody tries to <laughs> break into my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, I lock all the doors. So, like, all my exit strategies are, like... Not good, <laughs> because I locked my door.
0: <laughs> no, it is like a fortress trying to get out of your Like, I literally had to just go out and get my um, seeing eyeglasses from my car. And I had to, like, it was like Fort Knox trying to get out of your screen door. I'm like, to, which key is it? It's like, who locks their screen door with a key? I'll do. From the inside. I do.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one's getting in or out. <laughs> Number six, one night ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've had too much gin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, um, yeah. number six. One night ago. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! But that's still reading my bears. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's right in front of you, Courtney. Just read it. <laughs> Words on a page. Okay, i would just had too much gin <laughs> to calm myself down. I'm glad you're editing all this. Oh, my God. It's going to be a bitch to edit. It's okay. (laughs) It's fine. It's good. Okay, number six. One night about two years ago. (laughs) Thank you. I finally got it right. You don't know this, but I've edited all that shit out that I fucked up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I believe it was spring, and it was about 9 or 10 at night. A bit of context. My mother is a photographer, and she has one of those big, expensive cameras. Now... I was just sitting in my room playing Xbox with my buddies, and I heard the commotion of my family in the doorway to the backyard, the kind of commotion of people gawking. So, I went out to see what it was all about. I go to my dad and ask what it is, and he says there's something in our backyard, and mom, and my mom is, try- is out there trying to get pictures, but her flash isn't working. She's right at the fence trying to get pictures, and all of a sudden the flash goes off and lights up the pitch black yard. And right in front of my mum is a bear stood up on its back legs, just standing there. By the time the flash was done, my mum was nearly in the house. Oh. oh my god! So this person says, "What am I saying? No, actually, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So number six, I read that story, and then I saw this other story in the comments of that post, uh-huh. and I was like, no, I have to add that into it because that was really funny." Okay, so this person says, this reminds me of a story I was told by my biologist, about." Biobo- <laughs> so this person says, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking up everything. Okay, we can't drink so much gin. No, <laughs> we can't drink so much gin. Okay, so this person says, This reminds me of a story I was told by a biologist studying jaguars. Back in the days of film cameras, she had set up a motion-controlled steel camera in a cave, hoping to catch a pic of an elusive jaguar in the area. When she finally developed the role, she got one photo photo of a startled armadillo. 22 more photos of said armadillo really enjoying the motion-controlled flash. (laughs) (laughs) And the last photo was... Of nothing but the jaguar's glowing eyes, because the snap happy armadillo had a killed the flash batteries with his selfie. <laughs> <laughs> How cute is that? <laughs> just an armadillo, just chilling. God damn it! <laughs> Fucking armadillo is ruining lives. <laughs> ah. Ruining uh, my life's work. That was really hard to like talk. That was a, that was yeah. You I had too struggled. much gin. You struggled am, <laughs> with it I that struggled, one. man. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will know the struggle that I had because I will edit it all out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> but but
0: yeah.
1: thank you for listening, everyone. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening. You can find us at Instagram, at the Wicked Sisters podcast, at Twitter, at Wicked Sisters underscore. You can email us at the Wicked Sisters podcast, at, e- uh, at gmail.com. Um, I think that's it. So, like, we'll see you guys later. Yeah, <laughs> bye. Bye.